and welcome to episode number 157 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping passion-led online business owners learn how to use social media as a tool to grow your business. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and I'm fiercely committed to helping you understand the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can make connection, build your community, and create difference in your world. Today's episode is brought to you by FanBooster by Traject, which is the world's most complete social media management tool. And it's my tool of choice when it comes to scheduling, managing, and especially reporting on social media. Try them out for yourself for free. I'll put the link in the show notes. Today's show is a solo episode. I'm talking all about managing and building a community. And I wanna emphasize that this piece of our strategy that we teach here on the podcast and in the Savvy Social School is a key part of our social media rockstar framework. So for those of you who are new, we build a framework that really helps business owners create a message that is really impactful for their transformation, builds their authority using social media so they can ultimately create more impact. And when we talk about impact, this is where the community building piece comes into play. The impact that you have in the community is when other people are talking about your work. So you're not the only one out here bragging about yourself. Other people are out there talking about you. People in your community feel like they're a part of something larger And they feel like when they speak up, their voice is heard. And this is a very key piece to creating online communities. So today I want to walk you through a few tips for how to find and connect with people, how to manage comments and messages, especially with cancel culture. It does feel a little bit like we are uh, tiptoeing around saying certain things on social media, which could actually be more harmful for you in the long run. So we're going to talk about how you can do that as a business owner. And then also I want to share a little bit about how you can start building out a team to help with this community management piece as well. Oh, and before I dive into the meat and potatoes of today's episode, I want to remind you that we have a free course that talks about some of these very same concepts and goes through the social media rockstar framework in depth. You can find it by going to onlinedrea.com slash free. Lots of goodies and treats in that free course for you. Definitely check it out. It's one of our most popular free assets. All right. So first let's start off with connecting with people. And I like to use an analogy here especially if you're a new business, because sometimes we do this. So this analogy is a dating analogy. So for those of you who are OG, been hanging out with me for a long time, you may have heard this one before, but it's a really good refresher. So when we are, when we are dating, or even if when we are building up our friend circle, um, we need to put ourselves out there and kind of let the world know that we're available. But sometimes what happens is we get all dressed up, We sit at home, especially during this past 18 months in the pandemic, and we kind of just wait for people to discover us. And we find ourselves getting frustrated because we haven't partnered up or we don't have the friends that we're looking to develop, the friendships that we're looking to develop. That's because we are not actively putting ourselves out there. We're passively waiting. And, you know, sometimes that could work. I mean, honestly, Amazon has been to my house enough (laughs) during this pandemic that I know these people by name now, right? So like there's some potential there, but it's a long shot, right? Waiting for someone to discover you. Instead, proactively put yourself out there. So in this dating analogy, that means 
signing up for the apps. That means letting your friends know, Hey, I'm looking for a partner. I'm willing to go on dates. Do you have anyone you can connect me with? That means setting up coffee chats with people you haven't connected with in a while if you want to build those friendships. So that means putting yourself out there actively. Now, let's apply this to social media. When we think about social media as a business owner, especially if we are new, we need to actively put ourselves out there so that people are aware of what we do. Now, in the Social Media Rockstar framework, we do break this down into different phases. So if you're kind of in that beginner phase, you're spending a lot of time putting yourself out there. In the intermediate phase, it may be a mixture of maybe you're collaborating with people. So some people are discovering you that way, or you're just getting a lot better at creating content that's shareable. So people discover you that way. And if you're a bit more advanced, you have all of the pieces in place and people are just finding you, whether it be because they heard you somewhere or your post is trending or going viral. And so if you're in the advanced phase, you may not need to put yourself out there that much. Okay. So let's talk about what this looks like. When we're thinking about putting ourselves out there, we use what we call the savvy engagement growth recipe inside of the savvy social school. This means liking, commenting, sharing, direct messaging, engaging on social media. And yes, if you're an introvert like me, it does feel a little bit awkward, (laughs) but just like dating can feel awkward or making new friends can feel awkward. It's a necessary piece of growing your social media audience. Now, when you're thinking about this recipe, I want you to start applying it in various ways. You could like, comment, and follow the people you currently follow, or maybe even take a look and see who they're engaging with. You can look through some of the targeted hashtags that you're using and see who else is hanging out in your space. You can go to maybe a top person in your field and start engaging with those people. You can look at industry leaders or competitors and go through their followers and see who's engaging with them there. You can look at certain locations. I did this for certain events and things like that. So um, for instance, if I want to engage with podcasters, looking at something like Podcast Movement or Podfest or She Podcasts, these large events where people are going to hang out, I can go see who's checking out at that event. Who's like using geotag, geolocation tagging at this event? Who can I connect with? And starting to connect with them there. I want to emphasize something though in this phase because we don't want to give off a, um, like a desperate energy. And a lot of my clients get concerned about this as well. So depending on your stage too, you may not need to do this. And I'll talk a little bit about investing money instead of time, but this is a time investment right now. But I want to give you a little bit of a warning because as business owners, we love, we love our products, our services. Like we're obsessed with what we do. And we kind of give off a little bit of a desperate energy when we go to connect with people. We slide into their DMs with a, hey, how are you? Listen, I have this new product. I think it's great. You should buy it. Hit me up. Let's get on a coffee chat. Like it's really aggressive. And it's almost like that person at a party who kind of finds you and like attaches themselves to you and talks about themselves the entire time, right? <laughs> like we don't want to be that that person. So Remember that this is a two-way human conversation. Even if you're doing this with another brand, there's a human on the other side of your keyboard, the other side of your screen. So make sure it is a two-way human conversation. And it's not just you talking about yourself for the entire party. 
right? So I like to do compliments for this, like especially for stories or real life um, situations. So a lot of platforms have stories now, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. So sometimes I will just apply this strategy going into the stories and leaving direct messages based on the stories that I see. Sometimes I'll even just do a little emoji because y'all know I'm an introvert. Sometimes I don't know what to say. (laughs) So I'll just react to the stories in that way. But I want to emphasize it again, this is a human to human connection. So just be a human. Remember that there's a give and a take. Remember, you should be asking questions about them and treating them like a human being and not talking about yourself and your business all the time. Okay. Now, as you're applying the strategy, I mentioned the three phases, which we do go way more in depth in this kind of success path inside of the Savvy Social School. But especially if you're a beginner, I don't want you to spend a ton of time on this. 15, 20 minutes a day, max. Because what happens is my overachievers, which a lot of people are because we're business owners, right? Like if we weren't overachievers, we would just go get a job, (laughs) right? My overachievers want to like sit down on a Saturday and bang out five hours of this strategy. And hopefully that will get, get you 10X the results, right? But what I have seen time and time again in my business, both with my clients and with my students, is that you have to be consistent and not try to do a whole bunch of activity all at once. It's the consistency that gets you the most results on social media, even if it's five minutes a day. I would rather you spend five minutes a day for 30 days than try to go in on a Saturday and do this for an hour. Number one, you will burn out. I promise you that. Number two, you will start to feel resentment because of that burnout. And number three, you won't see the results that you need to see. Part of this strategy is because of the algorithm. It rewards people who go in and be social and interact and engage on their apps on a daily basis. So it checks off that box. Okay. Typically, a lot of my students are doing this 10 to 20 minutes a day, um, five days a week and taking two days off. Okay. All right. One of the other ways you can kind of build a community before we get into managing it is collaboration. So this is mostly for my intermediate and advanced business owners or social media folks. When we're thinking about collaborations, I'm talking about things like shout outs, giveaways, co-created content, that sort of thing. My favorite way to do this is going live on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube with someone. Okay, so this type of collaboration is great because now you're both getting in front of each of your audiences. So you're maximizing your reach and potential. Uh, Make sure that you have the same audiences and things are aligned. Before diving into a collaboration with someone, understand that that is another human relationship and you got to give, you got to have something to give for it. I see a lot of people try to build collaborations with someone who, you know, maybe is on a different level in their business. And I'm not saying you're not going to get to that level. I'm just saying play within the level that you're at. It's got to be an equal collaboration opportunity. Be open to rejection as well as you are trying to build out collaboration partners. Some people don't have the time. I know for me, for instance, we work on our editorial calendar at least three months in advance. Sometimes we have things planned for six months to a year in advance. So if someone asks for a collaboration and it doesn't fit within our current calendar, it's just not going to happen. 
Um, and then think about how you can give, really overgive to any collaboration. I know for me, for instance, when I do these as lives, I want to give that person swipe copy. I want to give them um, photos that they can share, graphics my team has designed. And really, I make the show all about them. I make that experience all about them and bring their expertise to my audience. So do that as well. Uh, but above all else, make sure that this relationship, this collaboration partnership is mutually beneficial. Okay. All right. So we talked a little bit about kind of putting time, both collaborations and kind of um, outreach require time. But if you have the capital to invest, you may want to start thinking about uh, paid ads to build your community. And when we think about paid advertising, I like to think about paid advertising as a fuel to the fire. Okay. It's a fuel to the fire. And what that means is you got to have a flame first, got to have a little bit of a flicker first to that fire before you start adding fuel to the fire. And the paid advertising is the fuel to the fire. So a few things to consider before you start paid ads. Do you understand your buyer's journey? Okay. So not everyone is going to discover what you do and purchase immediately. In fact, most people won't. We've all been burned by something we bought on the internet, <laughs> right? We all have been there. Uh, but we all have also, well, at least I can speak for myself, have found really neat things that we would have never discovered had it not been for a paid ad or for social media. So you have to understand, though, your buyer's journey, right? Are they ready to buy today? If they're not ready to buy today, what information do you need to deliver to them to help them with their buying decision? Or maybe it's just the timing, right? If you're marketing, for instance, to new moms, maybe your ad pops up when someone's still trying to conceive. That doesn't mean that they're not going to purchase when they become a parent, but it could mean that the time isn't right for them now. So how are you going to stay top of mind for when the time is right? Okay. So you got to really understand that buyer's journey. I talk about this a bunch in prior podcast episodes. So definitely check that out. Remember that social media ads are a bit of an interruption. Uh, so you are interrupting their feed with your promotion. So think about that when you're creating your ads and then be prepared to spend money on testing. I think a lot of people, when they go into ads, they want to like put $1 into the Facebook ad machine and get $5 out. And it doesn't work that way. Sometimes the first two or $3 you put in, Facebook just gobbles it up and you're like, well, that didn't work. So we got to try something else. <laughs> so be ready to invest in tests to get to a point where you can try it. And then you can get into a system to where you're putting in a dollar, you're getting $2 back, right? And I also always recommend continuing your organic content creation and your organic outreach if you have the time. Because ads work best when combined with other strategies there's almost no one who has an ad strategy just by itself. They post ads and they make money. Everyone has a funnel. Everyone is also posting organic content. Just look at some of your favorite brands for inspiration. All right. Let's talk about managing our community. So as we're growing this community, we also have to manage it. Okay. So the first piece of this podcast episode is talking about growing. Part two is about managing. And really the value of this community. It's the backbone of our framework. When I talk about the social media rockstar framework, you've got to have a community for all of this to work. You can't be just speaking out into the void and hoping that people will find you and buy from you. Your community is really the backbone of your social media strategy. And I consider the way that I teach it community first. Okay. We take a community first approach to building social media strategies that work for our clients and our students. So 
When we're thinking about managing comments and messages, I want us to set aside time for daily check-ins. I use Asana for this. It's my task management tool. And I literally have tasks that says check social media, or may even get more specific sometimes and say, check Instagram, check Facebook, check Twitter. If I can respond within 24 hours, that is the best strategic way to approach social media. I will say my caveat to this is sometimes I take breaks too. Um, and so I may not respond during those breaks, but typically responding within 24 hours. And when I think about my customers and clients, this is what we recommend for them as well. And make it easy for yourself. Create a Q&A doc. If you keep getting the same questions over and over, make a copy and paste way you can answer those. Okay. And if you can assign to a team member, uh, even someone like a virtual assistant or an intern can help with managing the comments and messages that come in. Now, when you get a positive comment that comes in, I want you to remember that we're not ignoring this, okay? We're, we're responding, right? Something specific and meaningful and personalize it, okay? Ask even if you can share it out if it's positive. I think sometimes we look at positive comments and we go, that's nice and we feel good and then we don't respond. And so that person who left the comment may go, I left a comment, but I got ghosted, <laughs> right? Um, so think about that person, the community member, their experience. And if someone said, oh, hey, cute shoes, and you just looked at them and kept walking, it's kind of like, oh, did that? Did they hear me? Did they, did they see me? But if you say, hey, cute shoes, and someone goes, oh, hey, thanks. That's all it takes. That's all it takes for a positive response. The other thing you want to think about as well with these comments is that there's a lot of lurkers. I'll put myself in this category. I love reading a good comment section, especially if it's people uplifting each other. I just feel some secondhand like positive energy from that. And so when we think about our comments, it's not just to that individual community member who commented. It's for all of the people reading the comments as well, because people are watching. Now, let's think about negative comments. Negative comments happen. And as I mentioned, especially now in the state of the world as it is 2021, a lot of people are quick to share their thoughts. But as a business owner, you have to be prepared for when this happens. I'm not going to tell you it's not going to happen. It will happen to you. You will get a negative comment. Okay. So again, don't ignore when negative comments happen. You could be ignoring that individual community member, but you could also be sending bad signals to all of the other people reading the comment section as well. So always respond, even if that response is taking it offline. So one of our clients, for instance, is a, a product-based business and they get a lot of, I wouldn't say complaints, but like feedback in the comments. And we always take those offline. And what I mean by that is we say, hey, thank you so much for your feedback. Can we send you a direct message to talk more and ask more questions about this? And typically the person's like, yeah, sure, thank you. So not only did we address an issue or a potential issue with someone who has feedback, but we took it to the direct message, messaged them. So they feel supported in that message. Typically we are either helping them troubleshoot an issue or sending them to customer service. And when we send a customer service to for this client, we take their name and their email address. So we're not just saying, call this number. We take their information and we pass it on to the customer service team. So again, giving them that higher level of care. Um, but then also everyone who's reading those comments goes, oh, this person got had some feedback and this company took care of it. Wow. Great for that. Okay. Now you can delete comments or block people if they're being belligerent, 
if they're being rude or racist. And this line varies. This is a cold gray territory. Okay. So some people are a little bit rude. You may want to clap back and be rude back if that's part of your brand. Some people are a lot rude, a lot bit rude, (laughs) and uh, they may need to be deleted and blocked from the page. Okay. On platforms like Facebook, um, you can hide comments as well. Really want to start thinking about what that looks like for your business and start creating some standards for you. And like I mentioned earlier, this is a great one to get a team member involved. Um, I find especially for personal brands, when people write comments. So for instance, if someone says, I don't like the Savvy Social Podcast, I don't like her voice. (laughs) That's my voice. It's a human over here. Hello. And so for me, I have my team kind of be in between me and potentially negative comments because I don't want to feel personally attacked unless it's something concerning and then my team brings it to me. Okay. So just think about how you want to set that up for yourself. You can decide, you get to decide whatever you'd like to do here. And I want to end today's episode talking about creating safe spaces for your online community, because it does feel like social media is a little heated. Um, And I just released a new meditation over at Social Media Unwind, which is my free podcast for business owners who really just need a mindful moment in their day, especially if you're looking at a lot of social media. So you can find that at socialmediaunwind.com. But the meditation I just released was a lot about this comparison that we feel on social media. And this like comparison almost makes us feel less confident. Um, And especially if some of the brands that we believe in don't hold our same values. So I want to talk a little bit about how, as a brand, you can hold your values on social media. Firstly, social media is a reflection of what's happening inside your business. So if you aren't clear on your values internally, it's almost impossible to be clear about them on social media. So I'll say that again. If you are not clear on your values internally in your company, it's almost impossible to be clear about your values on social media as well. So understand your values as an individual and as a company and write them down. Start to make them clear, even if it's just you on your team, because when a situation happens where your values are tested, at least you will have something to source. At least you'll have something to refer to, to better understand how to approach situations. You know, when we think back to the past 12 to 18 months on social media, people are getting canceled. Black Lives Matter is happening. We're talking about trans issues, Asian rights, Pride Month, indigenous people. All of these marginalized communities are speaking up about what's valuable to them. And as a company, you have to understand internally how you want to think about these issues and how you want to be present with them on social media. No one else can decide this for you. You've got to do the work yourself, okay? So to create a safe space for your community, it starts with your business first and your company values. And then talk about your values consistently. One of the challenges I see with a lot of these issues and rights and activism happening on social media right now is a lot of companies are only reacting. They're talking about values when they look around and they see everyone else talking about it. And then they decide they're going to, oh, Black Lives Matter. We're going to post a black square on social media. Uh, No, you got to do that all year round, not just when you notice people are talking about it. Okay. So you've got to start thinking about your values. You can share them consistently. And then when we think about pulling our community into these values, be open to having feedback, be open to diving into this conversation. 
Um, I did this um, earlier this year in January. Um, there was some activists who stormed the Capitol in the US and it was a big storm on social media as well. Lots of people talking about this. Lots of people not posting their regularly planned content for that day. Uh, so I paused my post as well and then I asked, hey, do you pause your social media when these things happen or do you keep posting? What do you do? Right. So opening up the conversation and allowing feedback and dialogue to happen around these key events that we're literally living through history here. It's it's so wild. And then lastly, be willing to regularly examine your approach to marketing. When I think about people being canceled, for instance, there is this tiptoeing around certain topics. There's tiptoeing around certain things. We can't say this. We can't say that. Or we should say this. We should say that. What I want you to think about is our culture as a society is moving along faster than it ever has because of social media, right? So because we're all interconnected by the internet and digital marketing, if something changes, it changes much faster than it would if it had to pass by word of mouth. So as a business owner, you can either keep up or you can complain about how fast it's moving, okay? so. Do you want to complain or do you want to try? And I think that's where I'm at with a lot of my business owners in the Savvy Social School and with my clients. We're going to be regularly examining our approach to marketing and saying, are we keeping up? Or better yet, are we leading? Because as business owners, we're leaders. We are all leaders as business owners. So if you see an issue, don't wait to look around and see if someone else is talking about it. You talk about it. You're a leader. That's what you are as a business owner. So you're regularly examining your approach to marketing, examining your company values and asking the hard questions that nobody wants to ask so that you can lead and help us move along this social culture movement that is going to change the way that we do life. I'm so excited to see what the future holds for us as a society. Um, because it, it only has to get better from here. I was just telling my husband, like, if I had a time machine, I wouldn't go back any farther than the 1990s as a black woman, <laughs> like maybe the 1980s, but like no farther back than that, because it was not safe for me. <laughs> and so when I think about how fast we are progressing as a human group, I'm really excited about a lot of what the future can bring. And with that, I will wrap up our episode on building and managing your social media communities, just know you don't have to do this alone. Um, if you're interested, I'll actually put a link in the description and in the show notes um, that can help you find someone to support your community online. Um, I mentor social media managers and, and freelancers looking to build agencies. And I would love to connect you with someone if that's of interest to you. Otherwise, we have so many resources in the Savvy Social School to help you with this. So if you're not in a school, join us and we can continue the conversation there. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. If you love the show, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Those are the top two places I'll listen. I love seeing the download numbers go up there. Um, and make sure you follow on Apple Podcasts. They recently changed this, so you may have to go into your settings, click follow to make sure you stay updated on all of the new episodes. And I'll see you next week for another episode. Bye for now.